Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Gork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this absolutely glorious, glorious Sunday afternoon. Rory here with you until 7 o'clock. And an absolutely packed hour of sport on the way until 7pm. Reaction from local Gaelic games across the county. We'll hear from Bishopstown at Donovan Rossa. We'll hear from uh, Nemo Rangers. We'll hear from Castlehaven. We'll hear from Allen Rovers. Uh, so very, very busy Gaelic game show on the way tonight. We're going to hear from the Mick Cronin Fund. They're doing savage work raising funds for Bishopstown stalwart Mick Cronin. Going to talk to uh, Barry GA. Going to talk to their secretary Joey Blake about their fundraiser they've launched for their goalkeeper Podrick Crowley. And we're going to talk American football as as well, so a busy hour of sport on your way. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Absolutely delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench tonight. A goal apiece between Chelsea and Tottenham in the Premier League game this evening. 73 minutes on the clock there. Gully Bally scoring for Chelsea. Fine strike from him from a corner. Uh, Hjogberg uh, equalising there for Tottenham, but still about 17 minutes there to go there or there. About cracking win for Nottingham Forest today as they beat West Ham this afternoon to record their first Premier League win in 23 years. Shane Pennington. It's finished. Nottingham Forest 1, West Ham nil, and Steve Cooper's side have their first win back in the top flight after they saw off West Ham in an action packed encounter. Tyro Iowanese first half goal proved decisive despite the visitors laying siege on the house goal in the second half. They hit the wood worked twice, so Azuma had a cleared off the line, and a Declan Rice penalty saved by Dean Henderson. But Forrest also saw a Brandon Johnson effort ruled out for offside, as they held on for three points, much to the delight of the raucous home crowd. It's finished Nottingham Forest 1, West Ham 0. Fantastic win there for Nottingham Forest today. Their boss Steve Cooper says his side handled the occasion well. We knew that it was going to be a game really of then of two halves. Like I said, we, we were we were excellent first half for the football that we played and how we took the game to West Ham. I was disappointed, you know, not to score before we did. And then, um, yeah, it was about showing the other side second half, which we did really, really well. Elsewhere in the championship, Blackburn's final early season form continuing. They beat West Brom today, two goals to one. Ben Burton, Diaz, Sam Gallagher with the goals there to make it three wins from three. Middlesbrough twice fighting from a goal down to draw two all at home to Sheffield United. Celtic continuing their perfect start to their Scottish Premiership title defence. They had a 5 0 win over Kilmarnock today. Car Starfelt scoring his first goal for the club. Harsman while beating Dundee United 4 1 to maintain their unbeaten start to the new campaign. Busy day of local Gaelic games, as I was mentioning, four games. Games today in the Bonds, of course, Premier Senior Football Championship. The County Champions St. Finbars have beaten Carrigline, the Bars 319, Carrigline 111, a 14 point win there for the Bars. Finishing all square between Clon and Eustace Town, Clon 12 points, Eustace Town 1 9. All square as well between Douglas and Ballancolic, Douglas 16 points, Ballancolic 113. Elsewhere, Carberry Rangers beating Arrow Oak 211 to 112. In the Senior A Championship, Bishopstown beating Knock Negree 213 to 112. Donovan Rossa beating Ellen Rovers 216 to 19. We'll have reaction from both those games coming up in just a bit. The Cork uh, Camogie Senior Championship, Shandun uh, beating Carberry 421-216 earlier on this afternoon. Paul O'Donovan and Finton McCarthy are gold medalists once again. What can you say about these lads? 
that like, that hasn't been said they're sensational they retain their European Championship crown today winning today's lightweight men's double skulls title in Munich uh, the reigning world and Olympic champions finishing a time of 6.34.72 so that's only four seconds ahead of second place Italy clear water they were insane they were brilliant absolutely brilliant going to hear briefly from Paul and Finton this is uh, them speaking to RT just as they got out of the water it's feeling alright it's a tough old race but kind of a headwind out there so longer than what we're used to but yeah it was good first nice to get back back in the double yeah, because you haven't been in the water a lot uh, over the last while. Um, this is your first regatta back together. Um, how did you find it out there? Because it looked very smooth. Um, oh yeah, well, that's all Finton, really. I've um, been very slow all year, and, and uh, Finton's really stepped on his game, and he's the one really kind of dragging me along, so I had an easy ride out there, like, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, is good. Um, and uh, he put in, put in a good job, rowing really well, really smooth, good timing, lots of power endurance. He has it all, like, so I wasn't doing much. <laughs> it's, uh, Paul and Finton there speaking to RT afterwards, Paul, as uh, modest as ever, but that was just absolutely sensational, sensational stuff from them today. It didn't even look like an effort. They were just so, so good. They make it look so easy. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Elsewhere, Lady Heafy and Margaret Kremen just missing out on a medal in the women's version of the same event. They were just pipped by Italy at the line to come fourth. Elsewhere, Stephen McGowan and Katie O'Brien coming fourth in mixed double skulls A final. Aoife Casey also came fourth in lightweight women's single skulls A final. Leona Maguire has finished inside the top ten at the ISPCS Handa World Invitational in County Antrim today. The Cavan native shooting a final round of 68 to end up in 10 under par all round and in 10th place. 10 shots off the lead. Sweden's Maya Stark crowned the winner on 20 under par. Two bogeys meanwhile harming Shane Lowry's chances of a strong finish at the FedEx St. Jude Championships on the PGA Tour. He's now one under par playing the last hole of his final round. He's four under par for the tournament. That means he's in a tie for 45th. Nine shots off the pace of the American JJ Spawn. And there's been a Cork winner of the Ironman and y'all how amazing is that it's uh, Chris Mintern finishing a time of 8 hours 38 minutes absolutely sensational stuff from him brilliant brilliant stuff uh, sensational stuff in fact um so uh, brilliant stuff and great to see a Cork person win in, in y'all it's been a fantastic weekend overall and uh, absolutely brilliant scenes down in y'all place has been absolutely packed and uh, great support out on the roads as well and congratulations indeed uh, to Chris Minturn still trying to find out that the women's winner I'll find, well, as soon as I find out that uh, I'll bring it to you but uh, Chris Minturn Cork winner at the Ironman today absolutely absolutely brilliant stuff indeed alright we are going to start the show with uh, Gaelic Games and uh, we're going to start uh, with uh, O'Donovan Ross's win over uh, Ellen Rovers today 216-219 in this uh, Bonsecourt Scenery uh, Football Championship Gene O'Donovan is the skip manager Congratulations first of all because Gene that's two wins on the bounce in the Scenery Championship never an easy thing to do and especially against your neighbours you must be delighted first of all with the performance You're delighted, Absolutely delighted with, um, Yeah, the scoreline says it all 216-19 316 the last day at one ten, I think I just said to the boys there I think we're creating a formula um, it was quarter of me after winning the All-Ireland Ladies they've created a formula I think we have a formula people have to come in and look see, to break us down do you know what I mean um, Warriors Dave Shannon Paddy Crowley and the rest of them fill in behind them do you know and, and that's, that's, that's what I've done Russa. I keep saying we, we've been called fine day footballers we've been said we've, it's been quarter that we want to win championships without hard work that was hard work today fair play to Ellen Roberts they came out as listen they're, they're, 
they could have very easily laid down at the very start of that game today when we went two, three points ahead. They came out in their fathers, and I have the utmost respect. I do, no matter what I say inside on that circle, I have the utmost respect, especially for, 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 for Dougie and, and Jason those because they're half broken up. Do you know what I mean? Um, you overcame three black cards, and you managed to get two goals in the second half, and those two goals were crucial because they kept you ticking over. They were crucial. We, we, we felt, um, you see, we started early this year, but we didn't go going home. Um, we, 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 we built it up we have a strength and conditioning coach there um, Owen Haddon my own nephew and he, he, he built it from January to now and um, it's now telling and, and, and the next step is Clyde three weeks time do you know um, fitness taught definitely fitness taught definitely 10-5 at half time Gina, and then you got Messi third quarter between penalties and black cards and things but you recovered very well after that you're seeing a different football broke out like yeah you're seeing a different you're seeing the same personnel as both lads on the pitch but and it's no you know it's no disrespect to the previous management but um, I, I met these guys early in the year and I met the, the older boys in particular and I just taught them straight out you know they hadn't achieved what they should achieve because you can see that they're wonderful footballers yeah. there's football all over the field <laughs> you know and, they, and they've toughened up a bit and they're, 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 they don't like the criticism and we keep repeating we keep repeating the criticism yeah. Yeah. do you know but yeah, no, it was a tough. It was a tough battle for us. Uh, Fifty minutes of that game, um, I suppose we were lucky with the, with the Kevin Hurley goal. He followed it in. That's that's what you want any forward to do. That's what you train him from under twelve to do. So, so you're more. The big red bench on Cork's Red FM, and uh, that was Gina Donovan, the Eskim manager, speaking after their win today over Ireland Rovers two sixteen at two one nine. Going here now from Jeremy Duggan, the Ireland Rovers co-manager. I'm here with Ireland Rovers Dermot Duggan following his side's uh, Bonsecure Senior Football Championship defeat to O'Donovan Rossa. First of all, commiserations, Dermot. Um, those two second half goals really killed you off. They did. Um, it looked like we were coming back into it ourselves, you know. I'm not sure where we brought it to. Was it maybe a point, point. or someday at one stage? Yeah. And then just the, the, the killer of the goals there just, you know, undone us. Like, so we worked very hard to get back into that position and it was just unfortunate. But, you know, we can have no qualms about us. Cabrini or Odunver Ross were a better team than us, you know. So, um, but we made a game of it for long periods, but probably just not good enough today. Has that been the case, to be fair, in the two matches, although you were very unlucky the first day, the fact that you've been tight in both matches give you hope going into that final clash? It does. I mean, like that Clyde Rovers game could have gone either way. Yeah. It was literally, it looked like we were going to win it, then it was a draw, and then they stole it last minute. So um, so it does, it gives us hope. Like, and like I mean, there's plenty of teams that lose two games, you know, you just have to keep the hope, you know, and that's a, a challenge for us now going to the next game. You've got plenty of legs. It's a youthful lineup as well, and I know that's not much consolation to you today. But looking forward and looking ahead with whatever matches come your way over the next couple of weeks, that's going to be vital because I mean the, the conditions today, the temperature. It's a full 60, 65 minute running game now. It is, yeah, and like you know, as everyone knows now, you need a panel of probably 18, 19, 20 players, probably you know, on days like this. So. We're, we've been in the unfortunate position where we've lost a lot of players even from last year I think we had eight players who played championship who were unavailable today for us and the first game you know so that's true injury and various reasons immigration and things like that so you know in a rural club we're, we're probably struggling for numbers at the moment but uh, you know we can't fault the lads you know in terms of their commitment work rate everything they give everything to it you know and that's all you ask for at the end of the day and like we'll bring the same now in the last game and hopefully we can get over the line against Newmarket and the best of luck on that thanks a million the Big Red Bench on Cork so FM Jeremy McCarthy there on duty for the Big Red Bench today for uh, Skibs winning over Island Rovers say 216 2-1-9 Rhys James has put Chelsea ahead against Tottenham two goals to one is how it stands at the moment and uh, 83 minutes on the clock there 
there in that game. Also in the Senior Age Championship today, Bishopstown beating Knock Negree 213 to 112. Going to hear from Bishopstown's Dermot Vaughan. So, Dermot, obviously, congrats on the win. more your thoughts on performance overall, though? Yeah, I think it was a mixed game, Andrew, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it went from it went from them obviously having a very good start, one four to a point up. Um, I thought we I thought we were the storm quite well, going in only three points down at half time, one seven to seven, in relation to I suppose the performance. Um, I, do you know what? Couldn't fault the lads. Couldn't fault the lads against from the last dealer. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought do you know there's massive character in our dressing room, massive. Um, I suppose gap between experience and youth. We started the game against from the last day was eight fellows under the age of 20. Changed things around today um, to keep some of those younger fellows to come off the bench because we obviously knew the weather conditions and um, we needed that kind of energy at the end. But um, yeah, you know, you win a championship match. Um, I think now is not the time to be looking at the, the performance. To be honest, yeah. We have two points and we, we move forward. Yeah, just any, obviously you probably have to analyse it properly and things, but any particular reason why at the moment you were maybe a lot better in the second half rather than the first? Um, I think we changed. I think we changed three things in our game. Um, one of the most important ones, what we did with their kick out, because they're getting a lot of energy off it. Um, made a few positional, uh, positional um, switches, and that helped. Um, bringing more strength to midfield and quicker fellas were half forward line, um, and just using the ball, like um, taking the right scores. But like, massive credit has to be given to Nottingham Green. Like they're a super, super club. Um, as I said previously, Knock Agree raised, kept Cork football alive when, you know, we're at our probably our lowest ebb, um, going all the way to win All Ireland. So um, we played them last year. We know what they're about. They're extremely well organised, very fit, tenacious, and you know they're obviously missing no Max Meany today, which is a big loss for them. Um, any player who has any club who has intercounty player, obviously he's going to be their talisman, and we wish Owen all the best in his recovery. Yeah, and what did you say to them so half time to get the, the reaction at the start of the second half? Perfect answer. Like with the conditions that were out there, like you can say very little, like because fellas are absolutely gassed at halftime, like you know, and um, fellas were under pressure. Um, we, as I said, we, we needed to change up three things. Um, we got it. We needed to get a good start. We were only three points down. Uh, we needed to get back into the game, and uh, I suppose the, the message was very simple: like let's get level, let's get let's get three scores on the board, and Joe, we obviously got a goal. And we got it opened with a point, and then another point, and then got a goal. Like so. Um, do you know the second half is actually enjoyable to be on the line because you know, we played three games in the group last year we didn't win a game like it's just not an enjoyable place like and that half there was enjoyable um, but we won't rest in our laurels and we um, we most certainly will be um, looking forward to three weeks time which we know what we have up against us in Michaels yeah and Nock kept coming back so obviously it's a lot of the character that you finished strongly in the half as well got another goal to seal to win yeah I don't know what it was like for a neutral like, but it's certainly certainly a uh, um, Back and forward game, you know, both teams wanted to attack. We thought we were very, I suppose, a bit open in the first 10 15 minutes. We shouldn't have given away that penalty. We had enough, we had enough numbers around, but I was only looking at it from the side and like maybe just go back and maybe it was the right thing to do. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's, I think there was great character in both teams. Like, you know, to keep going in that heat, that was hot. Um, the players suffered, the grass certainly suffered if anyone was at the match. Like, it was like playing in a in Sahara, like you know, there was definitely no green on it. But um do you know, fair play to Mallow, like you know, the pitch was brown but it was still in good condition, like, so we thanked them as well. 
Yeah, just in terms of the win, obviously, it seemed to mean a lot to you as well. You mentioned how you got on last year, so can you kind of sum up what it means to you now? And what's it going? Yeah, um, I suppose it means the world to us. Um, you know, we're trying to drive hurling and football in our club, um, which is something that we don't, is not being feet like, you know, it's tough, like, but it's something that we're extremely proud of um, that we represent um, Bishopstone, both in senior hurling and senior football. And, you know, we've had a few tough years. Um, over the last few years, our minor footballers are into a county semi-final at the top in their group in Premier One, um, beating um, Bannon College at the night. And you know, we just have to keep forward. Like you know, there's we've very very good players in our dressing room, um, but the, the the fellas who are I suppose the proven fellas are the fellas in their thirties. We very good young fellas coming through too, and that's why it's just so important to get that mix. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll take our time now, um, enjoy um, tonight, we're doing a football championship at 7 o'clock, a lot of fellas who are talking about today, it's a long day, and management, we run that as well, so we am tired tonight, but um, John, we're extremely proud, um, it says one of the good days, like beating the piercing and the hurling um, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Um, you know, these are good days. Like you know, and we, you know, we said in the dressing room there, we lost a very good guy in Kevin Driscoll, who was part of the senior football panel and management team two years ago in October. And we think of those kind of fellows today. Like you know, because he would have. Um, these are the days he absolutely loves. So um, we don't forget those people either. Lovely words there from Bishop Stans, uh, Dermot Vaughan after their win today over Not Agree in the Senior Age Championship two thirteen to one twelve was how that finished. Got to Stamford Bridge. Get the latest from Nigel Bidmi. Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1, Chelsea regaining the lead through Rhys James, it was a move down the left hand side, the ball came across, Raheem Sterling had it around about the penalty spot and Rhys James was completely unmarked to his right, Sterling found him, James scored, Chelsea retake the lead, they're 2-1 up on Tottenham. Not too long to let let to go now uh, in that game. So yeah, absolutely fantastic uh, stuff uh, there for uh, Chelsea. If you're a Chelsea fan, um, so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, not too long left to go in that uh, Premier League game. All right, so going to look back now on uh, last night's action and uh, fantastic stuff uh, indeed uh, for Nemo Rangers. A brilliant, brilliant finish in a brilliant, brilliant game against Castlehaven in the Bonsecours uh, Premier Senior Football Championship in Clonakilty last night Luke Connolly the difference uh, scoring a goal later on uh, to help Nemo Rangers on to win there uh, Jeremy McCarthy the hardest working person in the business down uh, there for us and spoke to Nemo boss Paula Dunn. Uh, first of all, hearty congratulations. Uh, is that as good uh, county senior football, Premier Senior Football Championship match as you've been involved in, or was it? Was it could you enjoy it? Uh, no, very hard to enjoy it. In fairness, but um, judging from the crowd's reaction at times, I thought the pace of the game was up there as as much as I've seen this year or any other year for that matter for a, a round robin game. Um, in fairness to them, they never gave in. They were like six points down at half time. You think we might push on, but they came right back at us. In fairness to them, uh, massive second half from them and. But for Luke's brilliance there at the end, mm. uh, it could have been a, it could have been a draw, or they might have gone up the feeling at that score. But Luke's score was class. Uh, be honest, when he was going through, were you screaming at him to kick it over the bar? The minute I saw the referee's hand going up for the event, 
advantage. Oh, he was kind of saying, hoping he'll never go off this, and, and, and he did. You don't have to encourage Luke to do things like that. By the way. <laughs> Were you disappointed with your third quarter performance, or was it more Haven upping it? I think Stephen Cronin going off was a big impact. Um, we kind of lost our shape. We were trying to get the message on for, you know, this, like, it's probably a bugbear in mind there that you can't get onto the field and give instructions to players because you've no mere foreign, you know, and you're shouting from the sideline. They can't even hear you because of the crowd. So that's, you're waiting for a drop in, a break in player. Someone might go down with an injury and you try and go on and give an instruction. But we were trying to get ourselves organised. No in fairness to them, they pushed right up the field in the second half and didn't give us the plus one we had in the first half. But look, that's, that's the way it goes um, we got out with a win and that was the important thing we're, we're still not qualified but we've kind of one foot there if you like Finally for me um, were you more are you more happy with the performance that you got tonight and how much this will bring you on? Um, yeah aspects of our play tonight was outstanding we need to get control of our defending better in for that patch of the second half there which we spoke about we need to do that better we need to close out games better if you're six points up you expect to close out again but look as I said they're a class team any team with the Hurleys in it particularly Brian they start running at you there you're going to be in trouble the Carolines were powering up the field um, Kyle McGuire ran through a couple of times um, and they had a couple of balls dropped into me Holly's hands um, that could have put them two or three up which meant we'd have been looking for an equaliser there at the end but fortunately they dropped short and gave us the opportunity then to get the score Nice name was Paula Donovan there after a cracking uh, game last night with Castlehaven and as Paul was mentioning Luke Connolly making the big difference in that game Gerald's got a chance to speak to uh, the Havens James McCarthy OK James McCarthy obviously huge disappointment for Castlehaven coming up short to Nemo Rangers following a cracking Bontecours uh, Premier Senior Football Championship match but it looked like it was going to finish level, James, right near the end before uh, Luke Connolly stole in for a goal and it must have been gut-wrenching for you. Yeah, um, look, we were after putting in a great shift in the second half. Um, you know, we were disappointed. We were displaying the first half and look, we, 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 the players in fairness gave it everything and look, it was one of those decisions. We lost the ball in the pins and, you know, you can lose a ball like that to Luke Connolly and... Uh, Look, he, he took his goal and um, was the winner of the game in the end. Uh, we had chances before that. Um, you know, we could have managed it maybe a bit better, but I couldn't say a bad word about our players because they gave it everything. They left everything out in the pitch. Um, you know, a lot of young lads, they're learning their trade. And we just went at it the second half and we had, um, you know, it's fairly neutral being there. I'd say it was uh, an enjoyable game to watch. It was indeed really of high, the highest of quality for for club football in Cork. Not much consolation for you, I know, James. Down two nine to one six at half time. The way you roared back into context, contention there, especially in the third quarter, you got five points in a row, and you really turned the game on its head. That must give you uh, a lot of a lot of you know confidence moving forward. Oh yeah, look, I suppose I spoke after the, we didn't play well against Clonakilty, but we won the game. You know, I suppose people will be saying, oh, we got a good half in our football out over lads tonight, but we still lost the game, and that's the most disappointing part. But look, we dust ourselves down. There's great positives to look at, and there's negatives as well, and you'll learn at this level when you're playing Nemo on, you know, at the top level, there's no hiding. You know, you find out a lot of things about the opposition and about yourself, and um, look, we, it, we three weeks' time, us in Nusselstown, Town, you know, shoot out again, and whoever might win that uh, hopefully we'll go through Can I just mention one player to you obviously Brian Hurley will take a lot of the plaudits for nine points from his freeze but uh, Robbie Minahan made a real positive impact when he came off the bench He did and um, 
you know, we have we have lads like that, you know, a lot of benches stronger this year and uh you know, Robbie's strong enough there to be starting with the way the games are gone out, you know, we you'd be uh, you hope to finish strong and uh Robbie came on there just after half time and gave a great display. And, you know, in fairness to him, he's a coming player and he's going to be playing, you know, himself, Tomas Manny, they are came on, they're young lads and, um, you know, they're learning their trade, but they, they stood up to one of the best teams in the country, no mind the country there tonight. And that, just to finish up, as you said, uh, James, it's all on that game now with Newsom down in three weeks' time. And um, because of the format of the championship now, it gives you time to work on the things that you need to work on. So I would assume that's enough time to work uh, and get things right before you take on your West Cork neighbours. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll see them there tomorrow now. They're taking on Clan, you know, and uh, the result there will be, you know, that'll have a lot depending on what'll, who'll come out uh, of the group as well. We'll give the boys a few days off and get a recovery and settle down again. You know, it's very enjoyable. I know we were beaten tonight, but you have your day. It's just a great championship. And I'm not repeating myself, by say I'm saying this over and over again, but it's like playing professionally because you have your day. Uh, you can set out your stall and, uh, you know, your training is nights are set out. There's no ifs or buts. You know, and again tonight in Tanakilty, you know, a great video, big crowd. You know, that's what you want. And, you know, they're played to the county board for setting this up. But we're disappointed, but we'll rock on again for three weeks' time. Yes, Castle Havens, James McCarthy there speaking uh, to John McCarthy after uh, the defeat uh, to Nemo Rangers last night. Uh, still Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. Uh, they have played five minutes of the six to be added on. Tottenham on the attack, putting Chelsea under pressure from a corner as they search for an equaliser. We'll get you a full-time report on that in just a bit. But I want to talk about the, the Mick Cronin Fund, which has been raising funds for Bishop Tons Stalwart Mick Cronin, who was left uh, paralysed after a workplace accident. He's been receiving treatment in Dublin ever since. Now, if you follow Mick Cronin Fund on Twitter, you've seen some of the biggest names in sport leaving messages of support for Mick, including one of the biggest names of them all. Um, hi Mick, it's Paul McGrath here. Uh, your brother-in-law Ryan was telling me you had a bit of bad luck there and uh, are, are in hospital at the moment. So I just thought I'd say uh, get well soon. Get yourself uh, back support in Liverpool and hopefully uh, we'll get to meet you sometime when you're you're well. Take care, pal. Bye-bye. Tottenham have uh, just equalised against Chelsea's two apiece. Now Harry Kane scoring uh, from that corner. Could you full-time report on that? But for the McCronin Fund, I've been speaking to Ryan McCarthy, who's been doing absolutely incredible work behind the scenes at the McCronin Fund. OK, you may remember a number of months back we uh, covered the McCronin story. We talked to uh, Brian Cuthbert, the former Cork manager, his Bishopstown teammate, um, uh, clubmate, about McCronin. Delighted now to be joined uh, by Ryan McCarthy, who's done a fantastic job with the Ryan with the, the, the Mick Cronin appeal which is doing a fantastic job in raising funds for Mick uh, Ryan uh, first off thanks for joining us on the Big Red Bench Rory really really happy to be here and listen uh, thanks again for giving us the time to come on and uh, talk about Mick your agenda thank you no problem at all Ryan no problem at all um, for people who may not know Ryan can you talk to us about Mick and why you're raising funds for him yeah, listen, uh, Mick is uh, married to uh, Karen, uh, and I'm married to Karen's sister, Maeve, so that's how I got to know Mick. I know him over 15 years. He's originally from Kish Game. Uh, he's uh, living in Bishopstown uh, the last 15, 16 years, and he's been a member of the club for that time, and 
You know, just uh, I, I think probably everybody in their community knows Mick Cronin. He's a, a very ordinary guy. He likes to go to his games. He's sports mad. He's a volunteer. He helps out. Trainer, selector with the minor team there with Pat and, and Brian Corpert. And uh, look, at I suppose last November, unfortunately, um, just on the flip of a coin, life can change. And he headed out like every other day to go to work in construction and uh, suffered a very bad fall. And unfortunately, from that fall, um, suffered permanent loss of movement from the neck down and uh, spent 20 weeks in CUH um, fighting to stabilise his condition until he was well enough to be transferred up to the National Rehabilitation Hospital there in early April, uh, Rory. And he's been there ever since, undergoing occupational therapy to be past medically fit enough to return home for Wilton. Um, so look what we've been doing there. I suppose Brian Corporate there started up a support group, Rory, uh, early in the new year and he got a few of mixed friends together from various geographical places that they could have frequented. He would have walked in Chicago and been the secretary mm. of Cucullin's GA club out there and would know lads from, from Galway and, and Kerry, Castle Gregory, where he, he holidays and uh, obviously from Bishopstown and the surrounding areas. And we just got together to, to set up a few events to try and uh, provide some support for the family, uh, Rory. Yeah, and you've done some incredible stuff for, so far. There was the matches for Mick, which was fantastic success out in uh, Bishopstown GAA, and, uh, and it's fantastic to see the GAA community come together for Mick, isn't it? Yeah, listen, I suppose that's that's some of the reason why we wanted to come back on this evening, Rory, is uh, like a full circle. We're, we're kind of winding things down now with the fundraising too. Uh, our online raffle draw in Bishopstown on the 3rd of September, but we wanted to come on and say thanks uh, because the people of the, the Shandong uh, region there in terms of the CA, uh, GA city region have been just outstanding. I mean, yeah. look, at I could be here all evening talking to you about Bishopstown GA and what they've done for the family, not in terms just in terms of the, the practical support with the fundraising, but the, the emotional support that they've given the family and, and being there at their side ever since the, the accident happened. They've been absolutely outstanding. But also to that, the local clubs, you know, your, your Nemo's, your, your Finbars, your Douglas's, they've been outstanding. We had 26 games happening over two days with matches for mix. You know, 16 clubs represented. Um, we've had the people of Cantork involved in the Golf Classic and other things happening around it as well, Rory. You know, um, uh, some of his friends in, uh, in JP Construction in Limerick did the great Limerick run, run for him with Ray Manny from the bars doing a walk for him. Kish Game, his home place, did a tractor run. And they've been events in Castle Gregory. And even today, we have a, a local lad from Castle Martyr, Dave Scully, doing the Ironman for yeah. mix. So... Look, it's it's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal in, in the way in which the uh, community has come together. And, and look, at I think not just even the GA community, we've had Cork City SC onto us as well and a lot of a lot of sports people from up and down the country and across the water as well. And uh, it's kind of uniquely Irish, I think, Rory, the way that people come together to support the family when they need it, you know. And you've had some really top-notch, A-grade sporting celebrities send in videos for Mick as well. We have, yeah, I suppose. Look, at, at the beginning, Rory, when the accident happened, we were all in kind of shock. And they, the idea of the videos just generated from could we get some different voices in to, to talk to me, you know? And it was a, it was a time during the lockdown and, and COVID. And uh, we just felt that maybe some sporting stars that Mick would have respect for are kind of sending us messages of, of um, support for Mick and trying to encourage him to keep going in the, in the early days when things would have been difficult. And that's how it started off. And look, we've been just so fortunate. Um, in terms of the people who sent those messages in from the world of sport 
And when you deal with them, Rory, like I suppose we're half an autumn when we see them up in the pitch or, or, or perform, but off the pitch they've just been so normal, so friendly, so decent, all giving their time just to say to make keep it going, keep the heads, keep fighting, keep determined and resilient. And I can guarantee you, and from going in to visit Mick, I know how much he's appreciated all the messages and and look, they've even been good enough, I suppose, lately to, to mention the raffle as well and, and draw attention to that. And that's crucial for us as we kind of wind down the fundraising as well. Uh, the online raffle part of it is to raise funds for a mobility van for Mick to get him back in the sideline again for Bishopstown GA. So, I mean, again, uh, in coming back on to you tonight, it, it's to thank those sports people, to thank the, the GA and, and sporting family of Cork and, and wider still, Rory, who've been just phenomenal in what they've done for us. Yeah, absolutely fantastic stuff indeed. And as you mentioned, that raffle is still ongoing. You've had some fantastic prizes uh, to give away and you still have some fantastic prizes to give away. As you mentioned, fundraising is uh, wrapping up, but there's still time to, to enter that raffle. There is. Uh, I mean, look, at I suppose one of the stipulations that Karen and, and Mick put on any fundraising uh, was that it had to have some benefit to the people involved. So for matches for Mick and for the, the Golf Classic and for all of that stuff that I mentioned, mm-hmm. it brought people together and it gave them, it gave them a chance to socialise and, and be with each other after a horrible you know, pandemic situation. And now what we're doing with the online raffle, I suppose, is trying to give people a chance to win some very good prizes. Uh, the main one being uh, Five Nights in Chicago All-Inclusive, already sponsored by Cook Collins GA Club, uh, Mix All GA Club out in, in Chicago. And uh, for 10 euros a ticket, uh, I think you've probably better better chance here of winning with us than with the lotto. Uh, there's, some, there, there's, some, there's some great prizes. I'm giving it to sell here, Roy. There's some great prizes in there as well that we've been so fortunate again. We, we haven't had to ask for any prizes. People have come to us and very privately and, you know, very generously have given mm. those prizes to put up in the raffle as well. And I suppose we're just trying to give people good value for their 10 euro and to say thanks for their support to us Rory you know and if anyone wants to know tonight a prize uh, to you I'm sure you want to know listen we will not uh, look we've, we've three or four weeks left and if there's a, a business out there who wants to to contact us maybe through you just to, to sponsor a prize mm-hmm. we'll, be, we'll be very very grateful for that as well and, and just to thank uh all the companies who have done it so far for us as well Rory yeah and if anyone likes uh, tonight at price to us if anyone is listening be sure and get on to us here sport at redfm.ie and we'll put you in touch with Ryan and just to circle back on to Mick Ryan how is he at the moment and I'd imagine just the, the focus and the thought of getting home is a massive motivating factor for him yeah, it's a, it's a massive motivating factor, I suppose. Look, firstly, uh, the, the fundraising has allowed us to do three things, Rory. It's allowed us to carry out very necessary renovations to the home mm-hmm. to make sure that he's got a, a, a comfortable standard of living when he comes home. And it's allowed us to purchase specialised equipment as well. Uh, and under the trustees on the account now, we hope that the, the third part of that will be to purchase the mobility van so he can continue being one of Bishopstown number number one supporters. But he's, he's, he's linked to the world um, and why it's so focused on sport. What we do in the McCronin Fund is, is sport. Um, the rhythm and beat of life is kind of taken away from you when you suffer a serious injury, mm-hmm. but he's reconnected with a true sport. And uh, look, at, he's the most determined, resilient man I know. Um, and certainly we are very much looking forward to getting him back home to Wilton. And if anyone wants to buy tickets for the raffle, Ryan, how do they go about it? Easiest way to do it, Rory, is to go on to Instagram or Twitter, at uh, Cronin Fund, and they'll find the link in our bio uh, in each, and tickets starting from €10. Euro. So we'd be grateful of any support, and look at, hopefully, some people will be very lucky when we make that draw live in uh, Bishopstown GA Club on September the 3rd. And Ryan, fair play to you, and fair play to everyone involved who's been raising funds for Mick. It's, it's absolutely fantastic to see you all come and rally around him and, and, and get this fundraising uh, done to help bring him back home. It's absolutely fantastic. You all deserve a tremendous amount of credit. 
Uh, well, look, Roy, uh, everybody's doing their bit. And, and again, thanks to you and the local media and Cork and to everybody who's contributed and supported us. Uh, thanks isn't enough. We are just so grateful. Ryan, a pleasure talking to you today. Pass on our regards to Mick and uh, hopefully uh, he'll, he'll be home soon. I will, of course, Roy. Thanks very much. That's Ryan McCarthy there talking about Mick Cronin and the Mick Cronin Fund there doing incredible work fundraising for Mick uh, and uh, as you, you heard Ryan outline all the things that they've done with the money and will do with the money to, to, to help to, to get Mick back to Cork so yeah if you can uh, donate to the raffle in any way please please do so uh, it finished uh, Chelsea 2 Tottenham 2 Antonio Conte Thomas Tuchel both sent off after the final whistle it was where they were shaking hands um, I don't think Tuchel let Conte's hand go and they kind of squared up to each other shouting in each other's faces both of them sent off afterwards they get a full time report on that in a sec Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM Alright glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench let's get that full time report from Nigel Bidmead it's finished Chelsea 2, Tottenham 2, Spurs with a controversial late equaliser. And at the final whistle, a bust up between the two managers, squaring up on the sidelines. Players and officials had to intervene to keep Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte from coming to blows. The cause of the controversy, a late equaliser from Harry Kane. There appeared to be a foul before the corner was awarded. It went to VAR, the corner came over and Harry Kane scored with a glancing header to make it Chelsea 2. Tottenham Now recently Barry GA announced a special fundraiser in support of a member of their 1997 county championship winning team goalkeeper on the day Patrick Crowley has been receiving medical treatment recently however his most recent prognosis hasn't been positive the 1997 team who of course are celebrating their Silver Jubilee have launched a fundraising drive to support the future educational needs of uh, Patrick's children James and Molly Joseph Blake is the secretary of Barry GAA I've been speaking to him all right, the Barry GA 97 Anniversary Golf Classic has been launched this week and no better person to talk to us about it than our old friend, former Cork GA PRO and current Barry Secretary, Mr Joseph Blake. Joey, how are you, boy? It's been a while. Rory, how's it going? You well? I'm very, very well indeed, sir. Um, tell us first off, Joey, um, the Golf Classic is set for uh, Berryhaven Golf Club September 15th, 16th and 17th. But most importantly, Joey, it's for a, a very, very good cause. Yeah, so we'll give a bit of a background to this. Uh, back in 1997, won the Bear won the county title first time since 1967. It was a massive achievement. We beat Castlehaven after a replay so um, it was brilliant for people of Beira this year is 25 years um, so Beira G or the Silver Jubilee team that would be honoured in, in Parky Cueve at the county final um, goalkeeper on the day in 1997 was a gentleman by the name of Padre Crowley he, an outstanding goalkeeper and uh, from the Castone Bear Club now unfortunately um Podrick has been receiving medical treatment and um, over the last number of years but a recent prognosis hasn't been positive and look um, the Bearer board along with the, his, the players and management of Bearer 1987 have come together and look we've decided to do some um, fundraising for his children the, so we've two fundraisers taking place as you mentioned, Rory, we have a golf classic taking place in September in Fairhaven Golf Club. 
on the 15th, 16th, 17th of September. And also we have a raffle taking place and uh, the raffle will take place on the October weekend. It's 10 euros a ticket. We've loads of prizes, first prizes, uh, two nights stay in uh, Park Nacilla. We've all-Ireland tickets, loads of prizes. Mm-hmm. So for people who don't play golf, the raffle is a, an ample opportunity to be able to donate 10 euros online or they can buy tickets um, the old-fashioned way, face-to-face from the, the crew, the lads in 1997. They all have books of tickets now. So that's basically the, the backstory to what we're doing. And Joy, I suppose you mentioned in the press release that, that you put out that the, the funds raised are kind of going um, to support the, um, their kids, James and Molly, uh, who are eight and four, and uh, to support their future educational needs. Patrick and Gemma, um, they live with the kids, they live in Glenmire. So um, James is actually playing football with Glenmire and he's hurling with Sars. So what we decided to do in conjunction, we spoke, we spoke to Patrick and Gemma that um, the money raised would be held in trust for you know, when the kids, if they decide to go to college or whatever, um, that there would be a, a fund set up for them. So the, all the money raised from the Golf Classic and from the raffle would be held in trust for a number of years until the kids um, reach an age of probably going to college age that the money would be there from. What's the reaction been like, I suppose, to the announcement, Joey, and I suppose the, the fundraising uh, for Podrick? Yeah, it look, I, I suppose it's, 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 the, the, the reaction, I suppose, has been brilliant in one way, but I suppose it's kind of also sad and people are coming to realise a lot of people wouldn't have known this, this the, 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 the situation we found us that Podrick has and Jim and the kids have found themselves in. Um, we put up a statement. We wrote it up there last week. We put it out there on Tuesday. Up and sent it out to the media. Sent it out to. I sent it out to all the clubs in the country, and I sent it out to different GA units across the world. I think I've reached out to um, two thousand five hundred clubs in the GA across the world, and um, it's been brilliant. I've had clubs from all over the world emailing me, and I can see. It's funny, um, every time a ticket is bought online, I get an email and I can wake up now in the mornings bright and early and I can see that tickets are being bought overnight. So that tells me that there's people from, and I can see the addresses that there's people from all over the world now starting to buy these tickets. But we are, um, it's great, I suppose, with the way modern technology goes, that we're able to do that, that people can buy tickets online from the J website, bearerj.ie. So look, people, people of the J people are brilliant. When situations like this arise, we're always great to help each other out and see what we can do. And the people of Cork, are, you know, we'll always look after our own in Cork. So that's why I'm reaching out to the people of Cork. That you now is a great opportunity to make a difference and for Podrick to be able to see this being done. And hopefully, Podrick and Gemma and the kids can draw strength and comfort from the fact that they have great support and it would allow Podrick to, to focus on the, the treatment he's getting at the moment. Yeah, I'd imagine Podrick is probably overwhelmed by the support that, uh, as you mentioned, Joy's been coming in from all corners of the globe. Yeah, um, I'm hoping to meet up with him now in the next couple of weeks and um, some of the lads have been up to Glenbire. I know he was down in Castone Bear over the weekend and some of the lads are calling to meet him in uh, 
in his house in Glenmire and look it, it, it's like it's it's brilliant that the, the reaction that we've got but I suppose look we're reaching out again to um, to people and hopefully people listening here will just pick up the phone log on to the Bear J website buy a ticket for a tenner just great prizes that's kind of why we decided to do um, a raffle instead of maybe a GoFundMe because we wanted to know GoFundMe you can just donate but uh, there's nothing at it at the end except obviously the, the charity benefits but here you're in with a chance of winning a couple of nights say down in Park Masella or 50 inch TV or tickets for the All Ireland Finals next year hopefully Cork will be in them but um, look it, it's it's Look, it's great the reaction we, we have. We're doing the, the raffle the October weekend. Podrick will be, I suppose it's uh, it, it, it's poignant that he'll be 50 the day after the county final. He's hoping to make the county final in, in Parky Cueve where the Bear 1997 team will be the Jubilee team that would be honoured, that would be onto the pitch. And I've seen over the last couple of years when I was involved with Cork, I was looking enough to... Um, to help out with that part of the county final day to deal with those teams and it is they do really enjoy it and um, I know that the Bear 1997 lads will enjoy it in the management and but it will be extra special to have Podrick there as well so um, look it's um, it's going to be a busy couple of couple of weeks couple of months obviously we have the, the golf plastic in mid-September and um, all the lads will gather there hopefully and um then obviously we have the, the raffle on the October weekend. Do I'd imagine that um, 1997 team has kind of, I suppose, almost mythical status down in Berra? It would. I think, um, <laughs> because, like, they were, the, the only time that they would, like, we've won the county on numerous occasions, but before that it was 1967. And, like, I was lucky enough to, when I was in 1997, I think I was 18 years old, I was leaving Sarton Bear Green School. And one of the lads in our class was actually the sub-keeper, sub-goalie. Podrick actually got injured. He did his crochet in the replay. And Tim O'Shea, who was only 18 at the time, I had to come on. So I suppose in the school, we had a great connection having Timmy involved. Hmm. Um, I was looking at that team. I think there was 12 of that team played for Cork at some level. It just tells you how good that team was. And it was knockout, one chance only, championship, and beat Castlehaven in the replay. I think there was 17,000 at the first game, 12,000 at the replay. It was played um, in a pitch in Parky Cueve that resembled the ploughing championships. <laughs> it was muck and gutter. And you look at the Castlehaven team, they had Mike McGuire, they had John Cleary, they had Nine Callan, they had Larry Tompkins, they had a serious team. Mm. They actually, Beira were not allowed to represent Cork in the in the championship uh, in Munster. So um, Castlehaven went on and represented Cork and they actually won the Munster Club Championship and they lost, with, I think it was to Aaron's Isle, to a, a very controversial goal in the Northern semi-final I think it turned out to be a goal afterwards but it came off the crossbar came down and bounced out and that just tells you how good that Castlehaven team was that got to an Ireland semi-final but Beira in 1987 they actually won they won the county final in November in replay but the following week they won under 21s as well so you had a lot of that team who won two county medals in the space of 
seven days. So that '97 team is it's it's a legendary team, and afterwards then there's the great story, the holiday, how they charged a private plane to go over to Lanzarote or Mallorca or something like that. And not too many teams. Not too many county-winning teams do that, but when you've got a ma- when we had a manager like Donald O'Sullivan, anything is possible. And in fairness to Donald, just talking to him this morning, 25 years later, he still got the enthusiasm. He's on a different cause. He's on a different drive to get this done. Back then, it was to win a county. Now it's to, um, to do the best for Padraig. But 25 years ago, it, it seems like yesterday. But you know, you meet. I met some of the lads there a couple of weeks ago. We were taking at the launch of this, and um, some of them, some of them are still playing. There's one or two of them still playing, and they put on the jerseys. And I met Paul Hanley. He was man the match midfield the day the 25 years ago, and he's probably in his late 50s now, and he fitted into that jersey like no, like no, like no problem. Like so, I slagged him. I said you could still do a job, Junior B. But no, brilliant team, a brilliant, brilliant team. It certainly is. Joey, we wish you all the very best with the fundraising. It's for an incredibly worthy cause. For more information, uh, visit bearagaa.ie and to purchase uh, raffle tickets uh, to help support Padraig and uh, his uh, kids, James and Molly. Uh, Joey, thanks very much for talking to us today. All right, thanks, Rory. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to uh, Joseph Blake and the very best luck to them with their fundraiser and their golf class and everything else uh, for, as I mentioned, the children of Potter Crowley, James and Molly. We're going to talk American football to wrap up the show. One of the all-time greats of the game coming to Ireland to put on a clinic for Irish players and coaches. Rod Woodson, a Super Bowl winner with the Baltimore Ravens, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1993, the 11-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, will be coming to Dublin in September with his Hope for Football programme. Alan Lamastney of the Cork Admirals is helping to bring it to Ireland. I've been speaking to him about it. Right, we're going to talk American football on the big red bench so to be joined by our pal head coach of the Cork Admirals Mr Alan Masney Alan how are you boy? I'm good Rory how are you keeping? I'm good thanks very much indeed uh, for uh, coming on the show I wanted to talk to you on the show because there's some exciting news happening in Irish ball and that is a Super Bowl champion coming to, to Ireland coming to Dublin uh, to uh, do a bit of coaching He is uh, there's a guy called Rod Woodson he played uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was in the NFL for 17 seasons. Uh, he won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens after he left the Steelers. He holds numerous NFL records, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2009. Um, he was on the NFL 100-year anniversary all-time team. Um, and he's now the head coach for the um, XFL Las Vegas team that uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson is now the owner of. Um, he runs a, a foundation called Hope Through Football mm-hmm. and they provide a platform for US and international players to hone their skills um, through training camps and he's coming to Dublin with some uh, he's bringing some more NFL and UK coaches with him and uh, they're holding a clinic um, in Dublin on September 3rd Saturday, September 3rd for U players and on the 4th for senior players in mm-hmm. our league um, it's an absolutely outstanding um thing for to, to happen for American football in Ireland and for the uh, the Irish American Football League mm-hmm. and um, we're very excited that uh, the opportunity that has come up to, to, to be coached uh, by professional NFL coaches uh, and to improve and grow the sport in Ireland That's quite the coup to get him over here how did it all come about? 
He has been, uh, they've been running online coaching clinics for our, our league coaches there over the last couple of years uh, with the UK uh, branch. Uh, and the head of the UK branch, uh, Coach Rick, he's, um, he was the coach of the UK national team. He works with Rod in the Hope True Foundation um, group. Hmm. And um, he, uh, I, I believe that he's, he kind of um, got in contact with our league, our league, the, the guys running our league, and that they, um, they, they had this idea and it has come to pass that um, they're coming over and hopefully if this, you know, if we get the numbers and everything goes well, this will become a yearly event. If and you've somehow ended up uh, helping to organise it all as well, Alan? Yeah, so uh, my job is to organise the um, the coaches to attend it, both the youth coaches on the Saturday and the senior coaches on the Sunday. So, um, because obviously I, I coach senior and youth football, um, I uh, I kind of suppose the, the league said, look, you know, you, you know most of the, the coaches around the country, so you could, uh, you know, try and compile a list of who's... Uh, Who's available to travel to it? So, um, I mean, for for coaches in our league, it's it's fantastic because they'll be assisting the NFL coaches in the camp. So they'll be learning as the players are learning, and then obviously that's going to help improve our sport in the country immensely. Exactly. I mean, it's not every day you get to say, "Well, I, I trained under a Super Bowl champion today." Absolutely, and you know, I mean, not only a Super Bowl champion, but this this, I mean, he's been literally one of the best, the best players in the NFL throughout the years. He, he, like, as I said, he retired, I think, was in, uh, was it late or early, early 2000s? I think he retired. And, you know, he still holds records in the NFL. So that'll tell you. I mean, records don't stay around too long these days in the NFL and he still holds the record for the most fumble recoveries and I think for the most interceptions returned for touchdowns as well. So the guy is, is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it's obviously a huge opportunity for, for players and for coaches to learn under him in September and it's going to be a fantastic uh, occasion for people to go up and learn under him. Absolutely. I mean, you know, what we're what the admirals have been trying to do over the last few years is to grow the youth sport, the youth side of it, especially um, we're we like our players will be anywhere from 15 to 18 years old on the, the youth squad. Um, we we train above in um, in all Christians in Glanmire on Monday night and Wednesday nights from from 7 to 9 p.m. And what we do is we get guys down. We kid them up, we show them the ropes, we teach them football, and then our youth season actually starts the week after the camp. So what we're hoping for is that anyone that wants to get interested or wants to get involved in the camp, if they, because you have to be a member of a team to go to the camp, that um, you would come down, uh, join our club, get used, get, you know, we'll coach you up for the next few weeks and that you get a chance then to be ready for a camp like that. And then you go up and, you know, uh, as I said, to learn from Rod is is going to be phenomenal. Like and, and as I said, he's bringing over other very experienced coaches as well. And um, you know, if if I mean to be honest, if you can pick up a few things from him, you know, you, and and if you were able to show your talents to the coaches there, the possibilities of where you could end up is is also fantastic because one of the uh, Belfast Trojans you players from last year is after getting selected to attend the NFL Academy in UK. Wow. Um, so, like, he's... he's that, That's a very high step up to towards heading to play in, in, in towards the NFL as a career. 
and so if people want to come along and, and I suppose train with the Admirals and maybe go up and, and, and train with Rodal how do they go about it? Yeah, so as I said, we're going to be training uh, Monday nights and Wednesday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. in Noel Christians in Glamour. Um, uh, we're, we're the current Irish national youth champions. Uh, we're three time, we, we've, we're three in a row actually. We're looking for four in a row this year. So we, we'd be we're a very good youth team as it is. And what, normally what we do is people turn up, bring boots, gum shield, water, we'll kill them up and um, we'll get them started and as I said once you get uh, a knowledge of the game and how to play football uh, with, the, with the gear on and everything then the opportunity then to go to the clinic is, is, mm. is just the you know the icing on the cake mm. and, and you know there's the other option then or the other possibility then that a lot of our youth team that have graduated to, the, to our senior team are now playing for the Irish National American Football Team mm-hmm. um, we have uh, we've I think we've about 12 of our guys on the Irish team at the moment uh, and they have a game coming up I think they're playing Spain uh, towards the end of the year as well so like you know you get the opportunity to, to play for your for the, for the your country as well is another mm. fantastic opportunity to, to come out of the whole thing Yeah you can check out the Cork Admirals and uh, your various social medias for more information on that uh, Finally Alan just to, to wrap up the, the, the senior season disappointing and I suppose losing out to UCD but plenty of potential are heading into next season Yeah absolutely we we um, we were very disappointed to lose the, the semi-final actually to them because we had drawn with them in Cork a couple of weeks mm-hmm. previous but we had um, we quite a few fellas hurt for the semi-final unfortunately um, and uh, they unearthed a, a new player that did play the high level uh, football in the States right. um, so he he appeared that we hadn't seen before and he <laughs> was uh, he was a step above what you'd normally be dealing with but look um, you know, I'll, I'll credit them. They didn't beat the Rebels in the, in the final last Sunday, and uh, they're now the, the Irish champions. So, you know, they're the, the mark we have to uh, we have to try and achieve next year and try and uh, recapture the title that we had back in uh, 2018. And you'll probably pick up a few tricks from Rod anyway for next season. Well, we'll be surely we'll, we'll be raising that question, <laughs> see what we can come up with. Alan, as always, a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Rory, thank you very much, buddy. Take care. Yeah, it's Alan Navasny of the Cork Admirals. That's it from the Big Red Bench. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us tonight. Podcast will be available on RedFM.ie very shortly, or from wherever you get your podcast. We're back next weekend. Max Blackburn is up next. Three hours of the best Irish music coming your way. Enjoy the rest of us in the evening, folks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.